0: what is up boys and girls today we are digging into the third episode of unfiltered fitness i'm sitting here as always with luke trivline my name is seth bessie and today we are going to be digging into all things supplements now luke and i are not going to go into the scientific uh, ideas about ingredients and everything like that more than anything we want to be able to give you the tools the mindset and the perspective to be able to apply supplementation when you need it only when you need it and in the correct ways with the correct supplements. So all that being
1: said, Luke, go ahead and take it away. Uh, I mean, my ideal with supplements, I'm, I'm not a big supplement guy to begin with. I know a lot of people uh, use a lot of supplements. I'm very minimal in what I use and that's uh, ha- how I was, always have been uh, because I feel eating a proper diet is going to be the best way to get the correct amount of Macronutrients, and micronutrients, um, but the whole point of supplementation is to supplement your diet. Is to if you're, you know, deficient in an area, or you're just on the go a lot and you just don't have time to get all the protein and or whatever nutrient you need in. That you supplement it by using some type of aid, not fully relying on only taking supplements. Or you know, if you're trying to get 100 grams of protein in a day, you know. 80% of it is through supplement where it should be more diet. Um, so I do feel that supplements are definitely beneficial, um, but I, I think they're relied on far too much and a lot of times misused where, oh, my friend lost 10 pounds using this supplement and I'm just going to go ahead and try it blindly because, you know, you don't even know what's in it. Right. Supplements aren't even regulated by the FDA and I'm not here to knock on supplements. I I do believe in them, but right. most of them are garbage and most of them are misused or overused. Right.
0: Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. At the end of the day, it's called a supplement for a reason. You're supplementing your existing nutritional intake and hopefully, you know, what you're eating with your diet or you know, whatever lifestyle you've created around food is sufficient so that you don't need to supplement. Um, you know I think there's some situations where we definitely need to um, you know especially depending on whatever energy demands you might be running into with the sport that you're doing or the nutritional you know macro levels that you're trying to hit I think there's definitely cases that you are going to need some kind of supplement to be able to hit your goals. But I mean, just like you said, Luke, like there's so much crap in supplements these days because basically anybody can create a supplement company, throw some, you know, sexy labeling on it with some nice marketing, as long as you have a budget and you could make, you know, tens of thousands of dollars selling supplements, or even hundreds of thousands of dollars selling supplements, as long as your branding looks solid and you're able to sell it well. And you know, what that tells us more than anything is that people obviously aren't really paying attention to what they're putting in their mouth. So that's kind of one of the main reasons we wanna talk about this is to just give you an idea of like, you know, most of these supplements you see not only are filled with crap ingredients, obviously it's not regulated by the FDA, but, A lot of it also is just not necessary. Like, you don't need pre-workout. Right before your workout, every single time. If you are running, you know, if you're going to start a workout and you feel like you're not going to be able to get through an hour of exercising without 300 milligrams of caffeine slammed straight to your brain, like <laughs>
1: it's just a little ridiculous. Well, yeah, if you think you can't work out without that, then there's an underlying issue there that right. it could be, you know, sleep, stress, hydration, your nutrition just in general, where you shouldn't be that exhausted all the time. Obviously, you're going to be tired at times, but If you feel you can't get on a good workout or a good pump or uh, have energy without, you know, snorting (laughs) pre-workout, you know, you're going to have an issue.
0: That's what that turns into, too. I think, like, one of the main reasons that I have problems with supplements just in general is because people tend to over-rely on them big time to where they almost, like we just said, like, they can't even work out without it. And then you have to ask yourself, like where are there areas in your life where like you absolutely need something just to get through your day or to get through your workout? Like the idea of being so totally reliant on a little powder that you have to buy every month just to be able to exercise is just like such a joke. So um, I think that's something to keep in mind as you're supplementing. Like, are you getting addicted to this? First of all, cause obviously caffeine is addictive if you're taking some kind of pre-workout, but then not only are you getting addicted, but are you over relying on this where, you know, you're using this supplement as like your main source. Like you said, like of your protein is coming from supplements like that's probably not a good thing like you're you're eating a protein bar then you're drinking a protein shake then you're taking aminos then you're doing you know this and that and it's just like it becomes kind of a joke like supplements overall just to you know kind of put the little like final end cap on this supplements are a supplement to your diet they should not be the main thing you shouldn't rely on it you shouldn't be addicted to them for sure
1: and this was a little bit before your time you might have re- remembered a little bit when i was in high school you know like 20 years ago uh everybody used to take hydroxy cut for for <laughs> fat loss and they had a yeah. in it and they ended up banning it because people were dying and that shit was like crack right, <laughs> right. and uh you know no <laughs> wonder they were losing weight but you know they were getting more yeah, hurt on the inside then it was beneficial and then eventually like any other supplement they don't really look into it until bad things start happening to people right, right. so that's why you should be very aware of what is in your mm-hmm. supplement and you know try to use the most reputable company you can that has you know if you're on Amazon that has a lot of reviews and right. stuff like that When if you don't know a lot of people that have done it or used it you know, you don't know what exactly is in it.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely something to look for. Just a little point here as well. Like if you're looking into purchasing some supplements, um, you know, and we'll go over, I think our three favorite supplements that um, either of us are, you know, we totally are in on and we think is good for you and you should be taking it depending on your goals, obviously Um, we'll kind of dig into that. But something to look for when you're getting into purchasing supplements is uh, uh, NSF certification. And, uh, you know, that way you actually know that like, they're not putting any crap in it. Um, and I I actually don't even, do you know what NSF stands for? It's, uh, I think national sports something, uh, national sports foundation maybe, but it's basically, um, you know, professional athletes can take NSF certified supplements without popping up on drug tests. So um, the whole idea is that they're filtered out so well that like they're clean. It's no, there's no crap in it. They're not shoving these additives in it. I mean, C4 pre-workout just a few years ago was sued for like millions of dollars for adding human hair as a filler to their supplements because it was a filler. It filled up more volume in the supplement. And that to me is just insane. Like it's obviously it's not FDA certified you know, FDA regulated, and uh, you're going to need to search for some good certifications, NSF certifications, if you are going to be buying a supplement. I think that's really important.
1: Yeah, definitely, you know, do your research on anything you take. You know, don't just go to the supplement store and blindly say, hey, what's good about this and weight loss and just take it (laughs) without, you know, doing a little research because you don't know how it's going to affect you or, you know, how long it's been on the market or, you know, any of that Right, possible side effects. Right. So we have three
0: supplements um, that not necessarily that we take every single day, but I think both of us kind of align in terms of our um, belief in their efficacy and how much they actually work for people. Um, and I'm going to hand it off to you to take it away with the first
1: one the uh, first one I'm just going to go with creatine I mean right. creatine is probably the most widely studied and researched yeah, supplement on the planet yeah. uh, again it's legal for pro athletes to take um it's safe and effective you know it's it's everywhere you can it's beneficial for a lot of different people it's it's really good for you know explosive lifting and putting on muscle. Yeah. Um, you know it's got minimal ingredients in it. Like I'll take just a creatine monohydrate. That's just uh, five milligrams of, and that's it. There's no other. It's just a white powder. I put it in with water. It's flavorless. You could take it every day. Right. Cycle on for like eight weeks. Take one week off and go back onto it. And you know if you also you're eating. You know, red meat and stuff like that. You're going to get some creatine in there as well. But if you're you're really looking to put some size on or help with your sports performance, creatine is definitely something that would be beneficial to you. It's not mandatory. It's not going to, I think, make or break you, Mm -hmm. but it definitely can help you. Hence the supplement.
0: Right. I think it's funny too that
1: like, (laughs) I don't know if
0: you realize this, and maybe there's you know some supplements that are like crazy overhyped with their marketing and everything like that. But I feel like whenever I look at creatine, there's never really any like flashy marketing on creatine. It's never like take this and you're going to become the Hulk. Like it's never crazy with creatine. And I actually appreciate that. And it's funny that it is that way because you might see that on something like a pre-workout or whatever, you know, amino acid, something like that. But creatine um, is actually scientifically proven to increase strength and endurance as well. And, you know, they've done, like you said, it's the most probably it's probably the most studied supplement in the entire industry. And every time I look at a creatine, uh, canister, it's always just like creatine monohydrate. Like there's nothing flashy or special about it. There's no flavors and like all that stuff. It's just, it is what it is. It I think works.
1: that's the best way to take it is just naturally. Cause you will see it like in like bang energy drinks Like they have all this other stuff and they throw creatine in there too. Right. Like, oh, well I'm, it's got creatine in it, but like, yeah, well it's got 300 milligrams caffeine and all this other crap in it where, you know, you just take it strictly by itself is all you need. So you don't. I think they use it as like a, a marketing when they throw it in other stuff with all these other things to say, yeah, and right. it's got creatine in it. But, I mean, if you're trying to be minimalist, I would just take it straight creatine monohydrate.
0: Right. And this is a question for you, honestly, for myself, something that I don't really – I'm not super familiar with, with yet. But, like, so obviously, you know, you, I'm sure you've heard it before that uh, a lot of women don't want to take creatine because they don't want to get big and bulky um Is there a truth to that? Like, is there a certain threshold of creatine that you should take? Because obviously, like you said, it's in red meat. So if you're eating, you know, let's say a half a pound of red meat a day, or whatever, a quarter pound of red meat a day, and then also taking five milligrams of creatine on top of that, are you going to get like swollen, bulky? Like, are you familiar? I mean, with just that?
1: just like anything else with women, you're not going to take creatine and just put on massive amounts of muscle. <laughs> Um, the only thing you might get is you might retain a little bit of extra water because it keeps a little more water in the cell. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're staying hydrated um, and, and drinking plenty of fluids, I don't see why you would, you know, not you were not going to turn around and look like a bodybuilder because you're taking creatine. And if you feel, <laughs> start on the lower end, you know right. what I mean? But it would definitely be beneficial if you're into weightlifting and sports performance. I would definitely recommend using creatine for a girl or a guy. Right, right. So I'm going to dig into the
0: second supplement, which is uh, something that I've really, really bought into this last year, uh, having done all my endurance training and uh, training for a triathlon and then a half marathon. Um, This is the first time I've ever really done like long endurance, like extended cardio like this. And uh, something that I got into this year was electrolytes. And um, this is something more for people who are doing cardio, sweating a lot. Um, you know, flushing through a lot of minerals and vitamins throughout your day. You know, even if you are drinking a gallon of water a day, if it's just water, you're flushing all the minerals out of your system and you're not replenishing. So, um, you know, you could go with something super crappy like a Gatorade but at the end of the day, like Gatorade might be good for some things like it might be okay for some things, but I think there's much better alternatives that you could take. I personally take element um i 'm not sponsored with them or anything like that i don't have like a a you know brand deal with them it 's just the supplement that I like there's a thousand milligrams of sodium in it there's magnesium and um and there 's potassium and I personally every single time that I took electrolytes before a, you know, 35 to an hour long workout, whatever I was doing, if it was a long run or a bike ride, um, I just felt so much better. I felt like my performance was better. Um, You know, I didn't feel as exhausted by the end of my day. Uh, Sometimes I was doing intermittent fasting for a, a little bit and I would take electrolytes in my morning and I just felt like such a difference in my energy levels. So it's definitely something to consider if you're sweating a lot and you're working out pretty hard, you're gonna be flushing a lot of vitamins and minerals out of your system, and you need to replenish, otherwise your energy levels and everything is gonna get all jacked up. So it's something to definitely consider getting into some electrolytes. I will say there's a lot of crap out there that you probably um, are wasting your time with in terms of electrolytes. I think, honestly, personally, like I said, I love Element, you can find it on Amazon, but there's other things like Liquid IV that is kind of marketed to like, it's almost, liquid IV is almost marketed to people with like, if you're dealing with a hangover and that's the same thing with like Pedialyte. Like, right. I don't know why Pedialyte became like the hangover drink for oh, I got adults. wrestlers
1: drinking it all the time. They, yeah.
0: I don't know who told
1: them on that, but. I know.
0: But like, there's so much crap out there that like, obviously is like, probably not super high quality. Um, so if you are like, with all of these suggestions, if you are going to dig into a supplement Um, you know, look for something that's high quality, make sure that there's no proprietary blends in there because with proprietary blends, you're going to end up, you're not going to know exactly what percentage of each ingredient is in there. And then how do you know if your body's actually even absorbing it? So if you see a, you know, uh, let's just say C4 energy blend, and there's like eight ingredients under that banner, then you have no idea how much of each ingredient is in there. And you know at the end of the day it's just it's uh, i think it's a little disingenuous for these supplements company supplement companies to make something and not have to tell you exactly what's in it so
1: yeah i mean i personally don't take uh, electrolytes but that doesn't mean i don't understand the importance of them or don't think that they are beneficial especially for again like let's say for me like a wrestling practice you sweat like profusely you could wring your clothes out you go for a run in the heat you know right you're losing all of that fluid you need to replace those electrolytes and i i definitely see the benefit of a supplement to do that um again i i always going to promote a well-balanced diet but i think that for sure doesn't one doesn't always work perfectly for everybody in their situation um and two you know Just with family, um, jobs, whatever it is, I get the whole point of, all right, I'm not going to be home after this, right? I don't have enough time, blah, 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 uh, to supplement with the thing. And and I definitely think it can be beneficial for your your race times or whatever you're using it for. So I definitely don't disagree with anything you say. I just don't personally use them. But, you know, not everybody is the same
0: right yeah and you i mean like obviously you know if you feel like you know you take electrolytes a few you know a few times and you don't feel like you have any difference in your performance or energy levels then maybe you don't need them and that's the biggest thing with supplements everybody's body is different some people need certain things to be able to supplement with and some people don't um you know i will say though that like a lot of people think that uh you can just take table salt as like because it's sodium, but uh, there is something, and I don't want to dig into like the science here or anything like that. That's not what this show is about, but. Uh, there is something to be said about getting your minerals in balance. So you can't just take table salt. Actually, like table salt is actually what screws with your blood pressure. You need to have the right balance of magnesium, potassium, um, calcium, all that stuff to be able to balance out those minerals. Otherwise, you're just going to be way top ended on your sodium levels. And that doesn't really help with your performance at all. So if you are going to take an electrolyte, you know, you can't just sprinkle more salt on your meals. Um, I think that Although that might help with hydration, uh, it's not going to help with everything else that minerals will do for you. So,
1: Right, and th- just to go into the, the third thing we we're going to talk about is protein. I mean, protein, in my opinion, is going to be, if you are going to supplement, especially if you're trying to put on muscle and retain muscle and get stronger, that you know you need high amounts of protein to uh, am- amount large amounts. Amounts of muscle. So if you don't, if you don't have time to eat 180 grams of protein a day, or however much you are intaking, there's the supplement. It's easy. They taste good now. Right. Back when I was taking them, I mean, it was like chalky crap. <laughs> uh, but now they've made them taste a lot better. They're low in calories. You can get them with or without carbs. Um, you know, you can take them with you. It's, you know what
0: that makes me think of, sorry. <laughs> no, it's
1: do you remember that old Dane Cook skit when he's,
0: like, talking about mixing up his Nesquik? Oh, yeah. And he's, like, going to hit you yeah. with these sand dunes. Yeah, the movie Dune in My Eye. Yeah, the movie Dune in My Eye. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: that's what protein was like for sure. And now it's it's way – I mean, they taste – like shake easily. You can bring them with you. They're affordable. Uh, I definitely would say if you're not eating it, you should be supplementing Because, I mean, if you're lifting, working out hard, and doing all this stuff, and you're eating 50 grams of protein, you're just – you're not consuming enough, right. and it, it needs, you know, and same with the amino acids, which again I think you should be eating, but they're the building blocks of protein. So if if you're not getting a, a well balanced diet, as I said earlier, the protein is going to be almost necessary for right. you to recover and repair and grow.
0: Right. I uh, and you know this is huge, especially for women. Um, just eating enough protein. I think a lot of women think that... You they know, definitely under-eat protein. They, yeah, they, over, they under-eat protein big time. And uh, I was talking to one of my clients yesterday, a new client, and I asked her, one thing that I always ask people as soon as they come in here is, what did you eat today? Because I want to catch them off guard a little bit with their diet. And um, she was honest with me and I appreciated it, but she had, she's a high schooler and um, all she ate all day long, and this girl's trying to lose some weight, all she ate all day long was three pieces of rolled up uh lunch meat All like right. three pieces of lunch meat and oh and then, oh, and then, and then she meat. had yeah processed lunch meat and then she had uh pringles and like that was her that was her food that she ate for the whole day and it was, it was like four thirty when i saw her so i'm like you you know I'm just trying to teach that like you need to be able to eat enough even if your goal is to lose weight and not gain a ton of muscle mass you cannot under eat you're, you're just not giving your metabolism up enough to be able to work with if you're under eating like that, it's just
1: and and protein only has four you know grams per kilogram of body weight. So if you're eating a hundred grams of protein, and that's still only four hundred calories, that right. leaves plenty of calories left over. Even a hundred and fifty, you know, what I mean, you're only at six hundred calories. It's right. it's they're not super calorie dense compared to fat, which is nine calories.
0: Right. um
1: You know, it's you could you could afford to eat plenty of protein. Just want to eat quality protein. You know, lean meats that, you know, as much as you can get grass fed. And, you know, if you can't afford that type of stuff, that's fine, but you're not eating fried, you're not eating processed deli meat, you're not eating, Mm -hmm. you know, fast food protein, you're trying to get the best source you can, that's going to be the most beneficial for you.
0: Right. Yeah. And going back to kind of like the, the supplement side of protein, what's really nice about most protein powders is that, um, you know, like you said, fat has nine calories per gram. Um, you know, I think most of the time people are way overeating on carbohydrates and they're way under eating on protein. Um, yeah, because carbs
1: taste good.
0: Yeah, because they taste great. And that, that's awesome. But like, if you are, you know, trying to get your protein up, the really thing, the thing that is really nice about protein supplements is that most of the time it's just protein. Like it, your protein shake will be 20 grams of protein and, you know, it. that's it. There's no fat in it. There's no carbs in it. So if you're really lacking on the protein, but your carbs are like way high every day and you know that then you're able to drink a protein shake and just go up on protein and not everything else with it so you're not going to have more fat in there you're not going to have more carbs in there obviously it depends on you know which protein powder you buy because everything's different but that's one of the benefits to protein powders is that you're just upping the protein levels which i think a lot of people need to do right um so that was uh that's that pretty much covers that in terms of the three supplements that Um, We would really recommend if you are going to take anything um, things that we've seen the most improvement within ourselves and that would be Creatine is the uh, cream of the crop. That's number one. That's the king of supplements and then uh, electrolytes and protein and um, you know, those are the three that we've really uh, found to have appreciation for in our time in the fitness industry now Digging into the last portion of this episode, we are always going to do the unfiltered question. And that is something that neither of us have prepared for. So, Luke, I'm going to ask you my question here. All right. Um, I don't have this scripted, so it might come out a little choppy. But what is one thing that you are excited about with your future, whether it be business or fitness or you know even family, What is one thing that you're working towards right now or something that you're getting ready to start working towards? Because I know obviously like you did a bodybuilding competition, you've done plenty of jujitsu competitions and we're sitting next to a million gold medals that you've won over your time competing in jujitsu and different things. So what is something that you're working towards that you're excited about right now um, that you'd like to share with everybody?
1: Um, you know, we're, I'm rolling into wrestling season right now. I, you know, we do a lot of off season work there. I'm excited about that. And my team's really solid. I got a lot of good individuals, um, obviously that, uh, but honestly, uh, I got two young kids, so I, I, and they're, they're getting into sports now. My daughter just did her first thing of soccer. They're both in gymnastics. And, uh, honestly, it really makes me excited to, you know, teach them about health and fitness and working out and staying healthy and, having a healthy diet and I want to coach them in their sports and help them along the way. And that honestly is one of my favorite things right now that I've, that I've done as a, you know, being in this profession is I can, I've always implemented on, you know, clients and athletes and stuff like that. But now I can use it towards my kids, which is really exciting because I get to see the fruits of my labor through them and not forcing it on them or, I'm not overbearing by any means, but, you know, helping them out as much as I can, as much as they want to listen to me. Right. Obviously, you can't make kids do certain things without them fighting back on you, but, you know, I, I'm really – that's – honestly, I mean, it's not it like I get paid to – like I, I'm going to coach uh, my daughter's soccer team in the spring, and, you know, obviously that's those cool. are all volunteer stuff, but pff, that's right. the highlight of my – you know, <laughs> like I, that makes me – you know it's and not just my kids and you know, all the kids on the team you get to help right and you know you know help mold the youth teach them the importance of physical education learning about you know proper eating habits obviously you're not going to sit them down and run a classroom but man if you can help one kid learn and and change their life maybe for the better that helps them get a grasp on their diet and you know maybe not being overweight and getting made fun of or you know be just getting better at their sport by, by learning from someone who knows, you know, the ins and outs of exercise physiology right? versus, you know, and there's nothing wrong with a parent that volunteers to help out. But, you know, I feel like I could utilize my knowledge and help out, you know, more kids that I'm already doing now. And that, that honestly makes me what I look forward to the
0: future the most. Right. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's really, really cool. It's cool to, uh, also like because you're a coach, just I think in every facet of your life. I mean you're you're a personal trainer and then you're also a wrestling coach and now you're gonna be a soccer coach for little kids. Like that's just kind of what you do. And obviously like since I've been here you've coached me in a lot of ways in fitness and everything like that. And I think that's like kind of what you're obviously drawn to. So it's gotta be so cool to be able to use that skill that you've honed for so long right. on on your own kids and be able to teach them stuff like that. It's awesome. What about you? Um so i mine's you know more in terms of fitness obviously like i got married last year and uh that was like a huge milestone for for us that's obviously always a busy season and everything like that but covid sweater yeah covid (laughs) wedding i had it was great um and then uh but uh you know getting out of that i was uh kind of a little slack on my fitness and then Um, I was working out still lifting weights, but not doing anything super intense. And then moving into this past summer, I did a lot of cardio stuff. I trained for a triathlon for three months, and then I trained a little while for a half marathon. And then um, I have decided now that I'm going to try to gain as much weight as possible before January. I'm looking to get up to uh, gain about 12 pounds ish before january yeah, you uh, so should got- see him now he's just skin and bone <laughs> i got so skinny during all my cardio it's brutal it's horrible but um i'm doing a lot more weightlifting now a lot more hypertrophy training and strength training and uh i'm looking to gain some weight before january and then come january i'm going to start training for a Ironman triathlon that I want to do in the summertime of
1: 2023 and which I will not be joining you on
0: <laughs> you can come watch me you can stand on the sidelines and wave to me as I fly by my bike but uh that's just one goal that I've always I, I always loved the idea of doing an Ironman but honestly like in my own head I was always like I hate running I will never do an Ironman triathlon and uh just, I read a book this past winter and it just got me so hyped about running for some reason. I don't even know why, but it like made me feel like I just wanted to go and run. And when I started doing that, I was like, you know what, I should do a triathlon. And then once I got that bug, it was like stuck. So now I, I know that like, I need to do this
1: Ironman. Otherwise it's going to bug the hell out of me forever. So most, um, most people that suck at something or hate something it's because they don't do it right, right? and then when you right. started doing it you got better at it and it makes it more enjoyable yeah the hardest part is just getting it going oh my gosh yeah the first 5k that i
0: did my dad came out and watched me and it, <laughs> it was the funniest thing i crossed the finish line and i uh it was a pretty small 5k and i took second place with like a 23 minute 5k so it was like really really small 5k not a lot of like big runners there um it was actually for a crossfit gym so a lot of the people were like slow crossfit people that just like to lift heavy and um it ended with 20 kipping balls. yeah <laughs> yeah and uh i crossed the finish line and the first thing my dad says to me when he sees me he goes man you looked like shit out there <laughs> like, thanks dad i appreciate that but he showed me he took a video of me crossing the finish line and i just my form looked horrible i felt like I, I, like that was the first 5k that i ever done that was last year actually that was last september and um yeah my form was just terrible and every every step of that run was just painful it sucked and it hurt and um you know i didn't really train for it in any smart way and now that you know this year i've been getting into a lot of training for this it's been so much more fun and uh you know honestly enjoyable i love it so Ironman man in 2023 is something i'm super excited about that's probably the biggest thing right now
1: good and uh i guess my question to you is what do you feel your biggest weakness as a trainer is Mm. i was actually talking to a client about
0: this yesterday Um, my biggest weakness is that i have no weaknesses (laughs) (laughs) Um, i definitely think that i have a problem when it comes to training people with uh I guess you would say maybe empathizing. Um, I want to be as real with people as possible, but I also want to be as polite as possible because at the end of the day, it's a business transaction. I want to be, you know, I want to hold on to this these clients, and I don't want to step on anybody's toes or be like totally honest to where I'm going to offend some people. But I honestly, I think that I'm not offensive enough. Like I think that I kind of tiptoe around issues a little too much, and that. I people tend to take my training for granted a little bit sometimes because I'm not telling them the truth about where they actually are in terms of their fitness even though I know it and I I can say it like to you guys or you know if I really sit them down and I'm like hey listen like you know this is what it is but like in passing I'll ask people like what'd you do this weekend they'll be like oh you know we went out to this this bar right. and then the next weekend oh we went out to this bar and we had this food and it's like I'm always kind of quiet about it but then when they bring up like I'm just, you know, I'm just fat. I can't lose weight. I'm like, okay, listen, like I have a really hard time saying like, listen, over the last four weeks, you've told me that you've gone out here, you've gone out there, you ate like crap here. You've gone on like eight vacations this summer. And I know you're eating like shit. Like I have a really hard time being super candid and honest about those things. And just telling people straight up, like, don't talk to me about, you know, how you're not making progress if you're not, you you come in here every other week and you're telling me that you got you went on this drunk escapade and right. you know ate like shit,
1: well, yeah, no one's saying it's gonna be easier, there's not gonna be sacrifice for sure you know but, but i
0: i I definitely have a hard time being truthful and honest with people about that when I feel that I should be, so that's something um I've been working on a little bit more lately, and to be honest with you, like I get more upset within myself because I'm like all right don't talk to me about this right now if you can't frickin' make the change on your – but like they don't know that I'm even thinking that. So then it just kind of turns a little sour. Like you get angry at them. They don't even know that you're
1: angry. And So – You know, too, is that the longer you train someone, the more friends you become with them too. So sometimes it it gets harder – when you're, you know, you're friends with them to tell them the shit that right. you would have maybe not told them when you didn't know them. We're like, look, right. what the fuck, man? You are obviously <laughs> not listening. You need to get your ass in here. Right. Otherwise, you know, it'd be like telling, like, your good friend that your buddy, like, like, look, you're overweight. Right. You know, it's harder to do that sometimes with people you, you know a lot better than it is with a, almost a stranger. Right. You know, I would say another thing, too, is, like,
0: I think sometimes, and maybe this is just me being hard on myself with some things, I understand that some people aren't going to be, you know, all stars, clients that come in here and like, listen to every word that you say, and they adopt everything that you say to do. And they just make all this progress. And all of a sudden, their lives change. Like, I have clients like that, that have done that. And it's amazing to see and that those are the most motivating people to train. But I get down on myself sometimes when, you know, I've been training someone for three years and it's like, they're in the same exact place that they were when they started with me and like, yeah, they might be stronger. They might have like a little bit more knowledge about exercising, but like, what does their body look like? How, how healthy are they? Like they basically are in the same, almost the same place that they started. And then I get down on myself, like, how how can i motivate why can i not motivate this person like why can i not push them to do what i'm telling them to do right and i know that that comes down to you know them being willing to adopt it but it's definitely something i'm hard on myself about because you definitely when people don't make progress you tend to lose those kinds of clients right and so then I'll lose a client like that, and I wonder, like, what the hell could I have done? Right. But it's like, at the end of the day, most of it is not what you could have done. It's what they should have adopted and then, you know, end up not blaming on you, but just thinking that this doesn't work or whatever. Right. So, um, yeah, I would say that's probably two of my biggest weaknesses when it comes to training. It's tough.
1: Yeah, no, it's it, – I mean, no one's ever perfect. Um, right. As far as I – me, like, even just professionally, like running a business, I, I hate – taking new phone calls i hate mm-hmm. calling people back i hate talking on the phone um so just that initial even consultation talking with them I, i've never enjoyed that mm-hmm. um it's same with new clients i i don't like taking on new clients initially just because not that it's a lot more work it's just you gotta go through the whole their past history of of um you know exercise where they're at we got mm-hmm. learning about them um you got to teach them Way more in the beginning than you can uh, later on when you can progress more with the intensity and the the volume of stuff. where in right. the beginning, you're spending a lot of your time on technique mm-hmm. and you know what works for them. What any injuries, any past experiences mm-hmm. uh, that you know. Pr- just the enjoyment of that part for me right. is is on the low end. Right. Uh, that <laughs> I, I I prefer not that I, I want to keep everybody forever or anything right, like that, right. but just. Initially meeting new people, I mm-hmm. most people annoy me to begin with. So you know, meeting a new person that I don't know anything about, especially if it's not a referral from somebody, right? You know, right. like a stranger or Those whatever. I guys. don't know what the hell this person. They could be a weirdo, right? You know, they could, you know, whatever. I just the. the I just have that bad feeling in my head for whatever, and it always tends or, turns out to be fine, yeah. but just every time it's yeah, like, ah, right. I gotta talk to this person, <laughs> I gotta meet yeah, him. Or, right. So that's probably my biggest weakness in my head that yeah. is just usually like initially new people or on the phone or something along those lines. Right.
0: That's a real thing, man. You know, I was gonna say too about what you just said, like that initial like getting them in and getting them apart, you know, getting them into the training system and everything. Like just as unenjoyable as that learning curve is for them, it's just as unenjoyable as right. it is for you because like you know once you're off and you're on your stride it's like it's fun you know you're lifting you're lifting heavy you're you're making progress you're per, you know progressively overloading the weight you're getting stronger you're getting more fit they're doing more they're making more progress and like you know i have a client that i've had for 3 years now his name's tom and like i've gone through some seasons with tom where he got into pretty good shape then he got super fat and now he's probably in the best, he's definitely in the best shape that he's ever been in, in his life. He looks good. Right. And like, this is the most fun that I've ever had training him because he is just, he's pushing himself. He comes in the gym, he kicks ass every time. I don't have to demonstrate every single movement to him. Like if he sees that we're doing an incline bench press on the board, he'll start setting it up. Like I don't even have to tell him. So that's just like so much more fun to me. Yeah. For sure. It's not that. as
1: motivating as a trainer too when they don't. When you feel they don't want to be here, oh my gosh. so that so that in turns you know it's kind of almost like reciprocal. like they don't want to be here, like makes me feel like I don't want to be here. And that's right. and you got to do your job, and you got to still try and push them. But you know sometimes that's aggravating. And, and at the end of the day, we're in a business of people. Like and if if they don't, you could be the shittiest trainer on the planet. But if you're a personable, likable person, they're most likely going to stay with you. Right. You could be the greatest trainer on the planet, and if you're an asshole and or you have a terrible personality and they don't like you, they're not going to stick with you. Right. So really, I mean, you got to do a fine line of of being good at your job and being personable where people want to be around you for a whole hour. And not just be miserable and pay you money to torture them in the gym.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know what, to be honest with you too, like, I think that could be said to everybody in every single job. Like, don't think that just because you're a bagger at a grocery store that, you know, your personality doesn't matter at all. Like, you have no idea. Maybe customer service is a little bit more important to me than it is to other people. But like... A a super friendly bagger who smiles at me and is super chipper and happy to be there and has a good personality, I will always go to that checkout line that I see that person at because you're just having a good personality with that, being in a good mood, enjoying your time with people and just having a good personality is so important for just your success overall. You're going to have more opportunity and everything. So yeah, I mean, like to what you, I know that's a little off topic, but like to what you said, like... You know, if you have a shit personality and you're just cranky always and, like, you don't want to talk to anybody, then good luck. Right? Like, <laughs> unfortunately, we do have to talk to people in, in this life and, you know, we're not going to escape that no matter what job you have.
1: Right. And even for someone like me, generally, I'm not a very, you know, I'm more of an introvert than I am an extrovert. But, you for know, sure. when I'm at my job, I got to you got to talk. you got to perk up. you (laughs) got to get going. Otherwise, you know, it's it's going to be boring for you. People are going to be like, what
0: the fuck, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So that concludes the episode, I think. Um, I think this was a pretty good one. I enjoyed this one. Talking about supplements, uh, asking these two unfiltered questions. And um, we will be out next week with another episode. So we'll see you then. See you.